back like we never left it's double move sports breaking news here alex i'm sorry i'm so sorry for your ronald jones shares because leonard fournette has just signed a one-year deal 3.7 million with incentives to join the tampa bay buccaneers my leonard fournette shares are exploding right now i think we need to talk about this situation but alex let's let's hear it what were your initial thoughts how are, are you okay right now first let me ask you that i mean first of all barely because i got a call from you and all i hear is <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i'm like what did you do to me that you have to apologize for and then he just said get on twitter and i look and sure enough the tampa bay buccaneers the rumors are true let's go Someone pulled a knife out of my back because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Leonard Fournette. And I, I'll, you know, we'll get into some of the breakdown for what it means for Fournette, for Ronald Jones, for the rest of this Bucks backfield. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It's not good for Ronald Jones, Steph. It's not good for Ronald <laughs> Jones, someone I've been hyping up all offseason. I've I grabbed him in every single league. All my drafts are done. Have him in every league. Um, got him for pretty good values in a lot of those. So, you know, it's not going to crush me. It's not going to end my season, but it's just disappointing because I was really, really excited for this guy to see what he could do in this Tampa Bay offense, and things are never going to be the same. Dude, this this goes to show you why there is such an advantage for getting stud running backs on your team. These RB2s, like, we have such recency bias. The hit rate is so low. The hit rate on RB2s is so low. You think of Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell this year, like, names like that, and, you know, I think those guys will be fine, high floor plays, but, I mean, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Like when he gets cut, everyone's freaking out. Ronald Jones, a guy that we had creeping into that, like, you know, RB20 type of range, finishing RB25 last year, and everything improved in the situation. I want to talk about Fournette's ceiling, and I'll let you talk about his floor. I think his ceiling is, I mean, almost right where he was in Jacksonville. Um, where, you know, in Jacksonville, I was a guy that I was not in on the Chris Thompson hype like I wasn't that wasn't affecting anything for me in terms of Fournette maybe a, a hit to his passing work I wasn't expecting him to get 100 targets again under any circumstance whether it was Chris Thompson or anybody else yeah. in that backfield I just it wasn't going to happen now uh, but I think now you take the guy who finishes the RB7 last year he was being drafted around the RB15 range which is third fourth round and you know the narratives when he was getting cut when there were the trade rumors with Fournette like the smear campaign started against him. Fournette is a good running back. <laughs> he is just a good he running is. back. Like, he's not great. He's not elite, but he is a good running back. He has the draft capital, was a fourth overall pick. He has the college production at LSU. And people, you know, awful offensive line last year. He's been year. solid in the NFL his whole career. He's had some issues, injuries, um, off the field stuff. You know, he hasn't been on it. There was the one year where Jacksonville was contending. Outside of that, they have not been great. So, even on a bad offense, he's still produced each and every season. He's been a top fantasy option for as long as he's been in the league. And last year, in an abysmal Jacksonville Jaguars offense that only scored, you know, I, th I think single-digit rushing touchdowns. I know Fournette had three. I don't three. think many other guys on the team had any. I'll spot check it here in a second. But even with three touchdowns last year, he was a top-seven guy. So he's a talented guy. He's not, he's not trash. He's not an elite running back, but he's, he's good. He's definitely good. He was eighth in the NFL with carries that went for over 15 yards. That's 11 total breakaway runs for the guys that were on this smear campaign fading Fournette because he doesn't have the juice anymore. <laughs> oh, I strongly, out, I strongly disagree. And I was already calling. Like, I was a guy that was like smashing Fournette early third round in every 12 team redraft draft that I did. 
And part of that was for the massive touchdown regression that he was going to see. I put Fournette, the player that I already liked, now he's in a better situation, a better offense. He was fourth in red zone touches last year. Should be right around that range again. He only scored three touchdowns. Yes, yeah, Steph, only, the only three rushing touchdowns for the Jags. Nobody else got in for Jacksonville. So three touchdowns on the ground. That is insanely low that is embarrassingly low for the jaguars that's disgusting that's disgusting well look i think the red zone volume is going to be there that's where the upside comes in for me with leonard fournette i think his ceiling is a high-end rb2 a guy that goes right around that todd Gurley range in drafts that's where i have him as a ceiling i just think it's going to interrupt and ask you something yeah i want to interrupt and ask you something so last year i mean part of the appeal with leonard fournette was one he got an insane amount of receiving work you've already said we don't expect the same volume in tampa bay uh through the air but last year in jacksonville 265 carries on the ground we believe that comes down in tampa right i think it'll come down just because there's 200 plus though I think 200 plus easy. Like I almost put him like Melvin Gordon yeah. where there's another guy that's there who's going to get touches on the ground. Maybe 225 carries or so, yeah. Exactly. 220 to 250 is where I would have put for And, and Rojo gets 100. You know, Rojo might be – we'll talk Rojo as well. And, you know, this is initial reactions here. And the more I've thought about it, Rojo might be in a Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman type of role now. He might be someone who is going to get 10 to 12 touches a game. He might sneak into the end zone every once in a while. If he gets the hot hand, he might put up 15, 20 fantasy points a couple select weeks this season. But it's one of those situations where even if you're on the field getting carries, are you really excited about starting a Marlon Mack or a Tevin Coleman or a Philip Lindsay right now? Yeah, they might produce some value. But as the, you know, even if it is the 1B in that backfield, it just caps the ceiling. And I think best case scenario, it's a 50-50 split in which best case scenario for Ronald Jones, yeah, it's yeah, a 50-50 yeah. split which you're still a little bit worried about starting him on a week-to-week basis because even without Fournette there, there was already you know such risk involved. We didn't know what this back was going to look like with Keyshawn Vaughn and Agumboale, et cetera. So Fournette definitely doesn't help his cause, and I think for now Rojo is sadly, as, I, as much as I hate to say it, he's, he's a backup, he's a handcuff, he's in that Marlon Mack range. And – and that sucks. That sucks for Ronald Jones, and I agree. That's, it does, man. That's, we've been we both been so hyped about him. I know it, it's brutal, and I. The thing is, and this is crazy too, because we've we've loved Ronald Jones for the upside of as a double digit touchdown candidate in a Tom Brady led offense. Now you move that over to Leonard Fournette, and what what if? Or it's going to even split between the two. If Leonard Fournette is getting the volume you talk about, and you know last year we said he got three touchdowns. If between the two they combine for. 14, 15 touchdowns, and Fournette ends up with eight of those, nine of those. That's pretty good. There's a world. I'm not going to project it just because of all the context we have leading up till now. There's a world where Leonard Fournette is a workhorse back in a fantastic offense. Just, just let that sink in. I know it's a hot take. I know it's initial reactions. The news just broke, but there is a world. And we might hear something from Tampa. Arians or someone might come out. And we can't buy too much into Coach Beak. It's been comical at points in the offseason, <laughs> but they probably will come out in the coming days as he's getting ramped up in camp, things like that. It's still early enough before the season where he'll have plenty of time to be out there for week one, uh, you know, with a good workload knowing the offense. But we'll probably get some sort of indication or quote or something one way or another with how they plan to use him. Whether it's true, we'll see. But, Steph, you're right. There is there is a non-zero chance that he is a workhorse, and he might have vaulted himself back up to where he was being drafted before he got cut from Jacksonville. I think that's his upside. That's like the top 5% scenario. But, Steph, let's talk really quickly about 
if we were projecting Leonard Fournette today, a lot of people are drafting. A lot of people are in leagues where Fournette was cut, um, and he might be on waivers. Or maybe an owner wants to you know, sell Fournette on the cheap, and someone else might think that he has some value. How should we be valuing Leonard Fournette right now? Um, to me, I'll go first here. I think he's a running back, too. Um, like I said, I think it, it's going to be much more of some sort of timeshare in Tampa Bay, maybe a 60-40 split, something like that. And we can't forget that Agumboale is going to be very involved in the passing game. Keyshawn Vaughn is there as well. I think Vaughn, people are, are wondering what's going to happen. Is he going to get cut after being a third-round pick? I don't think so. Damian Harris was a healthy scratch for pretty much the whole season last year in New England. I think we, should, we could see Keyshawn Vaughn stay on the roster, be a healthy scratch on a week-to-week basis, and come in. Um, and be activated if someone does get hurt. But for Fournette, I think he's a low-end RB2. Uh, you know, right now, that's how I'm going to value him. I'm not going to um, react too strongly to this news right off the bat and sell out for him. Um, but, you know, yeah. I think as we hear more, that could change. As we hear more, that could change. Hopefully, here's the thing with Fournette. It's like, hopefully you were able to buy low if he's a guy that you had him in the and last you held on. Days, yeah. yeah, right. Like, if you if you got him after he got cut, which I did in some dynasty spots, just getting him for relatively dirt cheap, just throwing away some pieces and some picks. And now I'm really excited with how that played out in redraft. Hopefully, you just held on to him this entire time, and now you can plug him back in. Um, as your RB2, maybe even RB3, because he was there in the third round. I know some leagues he was going late second round, and now you have that, and now you're just praying for the upside and praying for some clarity from the Buccaneers. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more talk about Leonard Fournette. Alex, anything else to add here in this uh, you know, this first take on this Leonard Fournette news? Yeah, one last quick thing. I want to get a quick pulse check from you, Stephen. I'm looking at some of these names, and quite frankly, we uh, this is instant, so we, we haven't had much time to think about it. Uh, but I want to know, if P- full PPR, who you would take. I'm going to go off the list here so people can kind of get a feel for the range we're talking about. Would you rather have Leonard Fournette or um, we'll start low and go higher and higher. Would you rather have Leonard Fournette or Mark Ingram? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's a tough one. Dude, I would honestly go Leonard Fournette. Wow, the upside. I mean, yep. awesome. Well, Leonard Fournette or Raheem Mostert, I think that one might be easier. Yeah, that's that's Lenny. That's Lenny. Go up a little more. Lenny. Lenny or Devin Singletary? Oh, Lenny all day. Easy smash. Lenny or this it's going to start getting tough now. Leonard Fournette or Melvin Gordon? I'd For go me, Lenny. it's Melvin here. Really? Wow. I'd go Lenny, dude. I'd go Lenny. Leonard, Leonard Fournette or David Johnson? Oh, man. I'd probably go Fournette. <laughs> dude, this is insane. I See, I'm... Full disclosure, I'm not quite as high. Um, I don't want to buy too much into the hype, but there's a world where Leonard Fournette ends up being there, so we'll keep going. Yeah, Leonard Fournette or James Conner? Oh, man. I'll probably go Fournette. Fournette, to me, is right after. He's like wow. he's back where he was because we are – like I was already calling for regression and improvement on an awful situation, and now we just went into potentially one of the best situations with potential to have everything. Let me just list off some names here. Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, Jonathan Taylor. You're not taking Fournette over any of those guys, are you? Because that's we've gone through kind of that third tier of guys. I think it's you know the very top, and then the big list of like the Mixons and Ceh and Kenyon Drake, and then after that it's like Gurley, Carson, Bell, and a, Jonathan Taylor, a couple other guys in the mix. Yeah. Are you taking Are you taking Fournette over Gurley, Carson, Bell, Taylor? I'd probably put him right under those guys, like right under those. So, yep. like so RB he's kind of, 17. The, he's kind of the, the tier break between those guys and the rest of the pack. Yeah, and maybe I'm in the mix. I'm a little lower on him. Maybe in the mix. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little lower on him right off, right off the bat. He's To me, he's more in that 
Mostert Singletary range, but I think that could change, and we'll see what happens with Tampa Bay. But if you bought low, again, on Leonard Fournette over the past couple of days, you're probably very happy, and RIP to all the other Rojo truthers out I'm there. I'm sorry. I'll have a beer, pour one out for Rojo tonight, but uh, is what it is, man. Hopefully we can see him get some action this year, and, and he'll be back somewhere in the future. I'm sorry. That was the most defeated outro I've ever heard, but... <laughs> Tough scene. Tough scene. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening and watching. Really appreciate it. Hit that like button. Give us a sub if you like what we're doing here on the channel. Follow us all season long. Breaking news clip. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.